In this week's episode, we're doing it solo. Despite the subpar box office and in spite of the haters, we're giving Solo six huge thumbs up. The movie was awesome, but you'll have to wait a few weeks for our usual review show to find out more. A special event in Florida has given us even more exciting details about Galaxy's Edge, and next summer definitely can't get here fast enough. Also, Maleficent 2, Pixar Pier's Neighborhoods, the Roseanne controversy, and more on this inspired episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. What's going on? Uh oh. The apprentice lives. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Bring up me, Harley Joe. Never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? made you look hola como estas bien y tu i am tired what? happy new year oh <laughs> <laughs> whose birthday is it no it's I, new year's now i didn't say birthday All new right. year so yeah we have a new year no we don't i'm just kidding we have a new show we have a new show it's this one yeah it's, you're listening i think it's number 130 <laughs> all right it's not 130 but it's number 130 i believe i don't know i don't you're right I am right. And that means I've done over 30 shows with you guys. That is crazy. That is crazy. Have yeah. you been it on every like episode like since the I missed, 100? I missed like two, and I started 97. Okay. Yeah. 1997? Damn, okay. a long time ago. Episode 97. Oh. even before us. <laughs> right. Yes. No, I uh, uh, I mean, it, it, it feels like 10, but really it's been three times that. Was it like three times a lady? Yeah. Once, twice. Three times the lady. Oh, no, he's singing again. Oh, geez. I'm trying to take Anthony's song pipes. Oh, since really? Since he sings so much. Yeah. Yes. Sing it. Lemonade. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, so we um we have um some stuff to talk to you guys about. Uh, we have some solo things that we're going to go. Ooh, uh, no spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers on solo today. And uh, we have a new world of Disney that we need to talk about. Is it open? We'll, we'll talk about that All when right. we get to that. I'm and, excited to hear and, it. And, hey, uh, there was a new trailer that came out for uh, Pooh. Speaking of Pooh. Did you know that elephants go like 15 times a day? I mean, they eat a lot. Yes. Okay. Anyway, but you know what? We're going to start with um, some... Um, bad news. Disappointing news. If you want to call it that. I, I'm not going to call it bad news. Like I said, speaking of Pooh. Yes. Yeah. This is disappointing news. Our disappointing news. Uh, if you guys heard, Roseanne was canceled today. And had nothing to do with ratings. Had nothing to it was, do. With, it was in pre-production for the second season. They yes. were getting ready. Um, they already, I did not know that. Yeah, they were already started. 
I mean, the show's a hit. and um, Their ratings are fantastic. Yes. Just to cut to the chase and not get into details, Roseanne some, said things that she should not have said. She made some off-color because she jokes. Has not, there was no joke about it. There was not a joke. She said it seriously. No. There was no joke. She said things that she should not have said because she has not learned her lesson from all the other times she said stuff she should not have said. And... Basically, ABC oh. president came out and announced after some backlash and words were on, you know, on social media. The ABC president announced that Roseanne would be canceled. Now, prior to that, Sarah Gilbert, who of course plays Darlene, Darlene had already come out and spoke out against what Roseanne said. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to say what she said. It's not. Supposedly, it was racist, essentially. It was supposedly oh, you didn't even see it? Uh, I saw what oh, I saw. Well, then you, have, you can't even speak about it if you haven't even seen what Well, I said. saw screenshots of the stuff. I saw her going after Hillary Clinton for some Soros Like I said, we're not getting into details. Stuff, yes, it was racist. It was very racist. Point is, uh, Sarah Gilbert came out and spoke out against it and made it plain that Roseanne does not speak for everybody up on the show. And basically, she was the first person from the show to get... She was had to be diplomatic about it. Uh, the girl that plays her daughter had actually came out and said that she quit the show. Oh, really? Based Which on one? what Roseanne said. Which one? The daughter of Sarah Gilbert's character. Uh, Darlene's daughter. I can't stand her anyway. That's beside the point. She had came out and said, because of what Roseanne said, that she quit the show... But then shortly after, literally minutes after she had said that she was quitting the show, the ABC president came out and said that Roseanne was being canceled basically immediately. Right. And that uh, basically ABC won't stand for those sorts of remarks and blah, blah, blah. And then within an hour after that, Bob Iger tweeted out full support for the ABC president's decision and that that kind of thing won't be tolerated now real quick um this um besides being canceled they pulled the episode for tonight it was pulled they were well, gonna... the last episode last week was the finale okay well that doesn't matter what the last week was finale because they was they were scheduled gonna to re- run they were gonna, do a rerun, they were gonna yeah. run tonight yeah. at eight o'clock and they pulled that for um the the middle is it called the middle in the middle, whatever? The middle's last finale was yeah. last night too, last week too. Yeah, that's besides the point. Damn, the fact is that they pulled the show, so you will not probably see Roseanne any reruns of Roseanne in the weeks to come. It's unfortunate, you know. It's, this is this is what I said in another another thing. I said, you know, obviously she's a moron that can't keep her mouth shut. She obviously has some opinions that aren't agreeable. However, I still want to know what's going to happen to the Connors. And I don't think it's fair that the fans, the rest of the cast, and the crew who wait for their entire careers for a long-running sitcom like that. My friend is, her husband works on TV shows, and she said, you sometimes will wait your entire career to get a run, to get a run, and you're left with that eight or ten year run to make all the money you're going to make for your good, your most of your career. Right, and that's the biggest tragedy of this whole thing is uh, that... Roseanne is obviously proving how much of a selfish individual she is and that a selfish, horrible individual that has no concern for 
the people that what she says are going to be affected by this. And what I'm uh, I from what I've heard that this is going to affect at least 200 people in yeah. their livelihood or so. Uh, besides all that, and I do believe in one of the first things that I said is that I think that they should just uh, write her out of the show and continue the show. I said immediately, I was commenting, and I said they need to continue the show and just call it the Connor. Well, she's supposed to or have the Connor family. She's supposed to been, have knee surgery. It's been done before. Kevin Spacey was written out of House of Cards and was allowed to, uh, that show was allowed to be continue. Uh, another example going way, 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 way back to Valerie. I was thinking that's the first thing I thought about. Where she was written out, and then that show just became whatever it was. The Harpers? Was no, it, it wasn't. The, it was something else. Uh, but I don't, uh, I don't remember. I saw it earlier, but yeah. it's not Harper. But yeah, because it was Valerie Harper. But she got Charlie written out Sheen. the show. And, that's the perfect example of Charlie Sheen. He went nuts, and they wrote him out of his, yeah, his own show. Yeah, but they still had... That show was created for him. I guess he was. Yeah, true. He was the number one in the show. So, yeah. yeah although that... They wrote him out and put Ashton Kutcher in, and the show ran four more seasons. I don't know how, but... <laughs> yeah, so that those are some examples of shows that have had the main character written out, and then they still able to continue it. And I think it's the only thing that's fair... Now, that since you said that they are just now starting production on season two, it is not too late for them to still do that, especially if they still have all the production still up and everything. What I was I mean, thinking, this is a immediate reaction that ABC and uh, Iger had to do right. in order to respond to the situation now before they wait a few days. They couldn't wait a few days. They had to do it now. So... It's one of those things that they can make the announcement now that it's canceled, but then they can make the announcement later after they've talked to John Goodman and Sarah Gilbert and everybody and see if they're interested. What I think would make more sense, and this is just my opinion, it lets the crew keep working, the cast still gets to keep together. You know, If they want to replace that one daughter, I don't particularly care for her. Because right now, even but, on Twitter, there's a, a Twitter moment that's Roseanne's cancellation has... Fans imagining a Dan and Jackie spinoff show. So, I mean, I don't know what network would pick it up with the advertiser lashback, but or the you know sponsor. As long backlash. as she's not there, I don't think well, there, I'm, I'm think talking there about should a be different, any different scenario. Is that Netflix doesn't have any advertisers? If they wanted to pick up Roseanne in its current situation, and then her way of apologizing for the situation is to simply donate most of the All money right, well, that she's making. Like, yeah, Netflix doesn't have sponsors but they do have subscribers and they will lose subscriptions i don't think people are going to cancel I, their netflix just because that's there as an option okay first of all that's not going to be an option because none of those people are going to want to work with roseanne right after she already just cost them their jobs nobody's going to want to comes out no and they're says, not no they're not can that's I just say no you thought? can't because it's a ridiculous thought if she comes out and says i'm going to donate the $5 million an episode or whatever that I'm making. She's probably making a million or $2 million an episode. If she's going to donate all that money to some sort of racism charity or something, it's going to do a lot more good than not doing it at all. And there's a way... She's got all the money in the world already. She doesn't need any money. So if she really wants to make right, she could turn the money that she would make into a positive situation, and it would save this thing for everybody. I don't think it's going to end up on ABC, but it could end up on Netflix or no, Hulu or something. not going to happen. That's she's done. She's done forever. She might get a job with Fox News. <laughs> I do think But she's done she's done in entertainment in I, Hollywood. I do think she's that written happen, her own 
She's written her own uh, epitaph. Because uh, if she wasn't done before, she is now. I mean, the fact that she was even allowed to still get work after she did that uh, that that Hitler sketch that she did or whatever it was, the fact that she was even allowed to still get work after that is extraordinary. What I was going to say is that if this had happened five years ago, I don't think that the the reaction would this wouldn't be the same. have happened five years ago. She wouldn't have said those things on Twitter five years ago. Oh uh, well, that's probably we're true. We're in a completely but... different environment now, where people are feel enabled to be able to speak out their negative and racist types of things. Well, it's also an environment where everyone's triggered and offended by everything as well. Well, all right, so we're gonna move on. I'm gonna yeah. uh, I'm gonna read this uh, statement from Dan the Mailman. Uh oh. He says Roseanne was overrated. Automatic Dirty Award goes to Roseanne. I understand comedy needs to be edgy. But this was far beyond the line. Without getting too political, while I can take a joke, this was quite unacceptable. If Cosby can go down, so can Roseanne. We will see what happens, but it's bad when your co-stars distance themselves from you, which Cosby's didn't do. All right. Hey, solo. It was a solo, solo. weekend. Solo. Hello. <laughs> so. Low. Yeah, it was a solo weekend. I'm going by myself to the park this week. I'm making myself a solo trip. Yeah, so everybody saw Solo? Soloed. I soloed it out the first night. <laughs> I, oh. I went with my girlfriend, but just saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we were at the, uh, we went to the 6 o'clock fan event. At Downtown AMC. Disney? What? Down- why, would I, why would we go to Downtown Disney? Well, I don't know. When we have a theater, perfectly good theater right here. Well, I, I mean, who knows? No, why? They why would we Dol- go all the way over there? They have Dolby there. They have Dolby here. Well, I didn't know that. Well, uh, the anyways, the fan event was in IMAX. Nice. We do want to go again and see it in Dolby. Was it 3D? Non-3D IMAX. Even better. Which to me is the best. Yeah. Yeah, because they've started doing non-3D IMAX over here. They're doing it a lot more. They're realizing, I think, finally that I people think so, don't too. I agree. always like 3D. Because you know how before I was telling you we'd have to go up to Kavina to see it in 9, like we did for uh, Last Jedi? Yeah, we went and saw that one. Right. There. But, uh, yeah, when, uh, you? You? Yeah, I saw it yesterday. Nice. Oh. And Dolby. Ooh. Ooh. It was rumbling in there. Whoa. It was, yes, it was really cool. You liked it? Yeah, I liked it. It was way better than I expected it to be. That's all I have to say. So we're not going to go into any spoilers because we're going to save it for hopefully a show. In a f- uh, we're probably going to get out our, our uh, spoilerific review show Probably a little later than what we normally do. Usually we get it out at least within a couple weeks, but we're going to try and wait on Dan the Man and whoever else we can get. Dan's back in two weeks, I asked Plus, him. Plus, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be on the show next week or what's happening next week because I'm going to be out of town. And then... Where are you going? It doesn't matter. Everyone wants to know. Uh, to, to Tatooine. Ooh. To the heat of Tatooine. So out of five stars, or how, how would you rate this solo? I haven't thought about that one yet. Um, you know what? To me, it's a different movie. It wasn't yeah, very as a Star Wars movie to me, even though it has Star Wars music and the characters. But it, it it started out to me like a different, just watching a regular sci-fi movie. Yeah. Like a new sci-fi movie. That's the way I saw it in the beginning. It's in that Star Wars universe, and there's Star Wars tie-ins, but it was not really a Star Wars story in my mind. Like it was, It had its own standalone. Maybe I mean it's th- probably the most standalone of all the Star Wars movies, even more much. than Rogue One. Yeah, because you don't have all those 
I mean, sure, you got Han, you got Chewie, you got Lando, but you don't have you don't have any connection. You have zero connection to the Force, right? Whereas in uh, Rogue One, you still had Vader. You have no Force users at all, with maybe one minor exception, but that's a spoiler, and that'll be for the spoilerific review show. And uh, the only thing, that reason I think it works to do that two, three weeks from now, is because not as many people have seen this one. Maybe. We'll get to that in a minute, but uh, this, yeah, this movie's a lot more grounded. I mean, you still got the Empire. You have a lot of troops, different troops now, uh, but you you have some, uh, you know, uh, underworld types, which we don't really get to see a lot in Star Wars, right, which I right. like, uh, some stuff we got to see a lot in Clone Wars, and then it actually takes it back to the old, uh, the old Han Solo and Lando Calrissian novels from the early 80s. Where you had like the corporate sector, and you had a lot of uh, you know uh, more gangster type stuff and corporate greed and all those sorts of things going on. Whereas you know in the Star Wars universe, it's all you know that was one of the things that you know people were always like, oh, there's too much uh, trade federations and blockades and stuff in the prequels, and people were complaining about that. And you know, but this is kind like, of like, thing like too political. Yeah, like too there was too much politi- politics and. You know, like Star Wars politics and right. uh, the prequels, and people stuff complain about that. But I mean, here you get the underworld world types and you know stuff like that, which you know people like because you know it takes you back to like the the original trilogy with like Jabba and and stuff like that. And I like the um, I like how they incorporated a lot of the old Star Wars stuff. You know, like little I don't know Easter eggs, I guess you can call them things right. like that. It's pretty cool. It's funny. The funny lines. <laughs> I enjoyed it. There was nothing about the movie that I thought sucked. I mean, I wasn't going in there with a big expectation like we did when uh, Episode 7 came out. Everyone was right. expecting, you know, big old, you know, and then some people were like, oh, this sucked, and blah, 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 all the negative backlash. I wasn't going expecting a lot of, you know, it to be the best Star Wars ever, and uh, I think that's the way you have to go in to watch this, and sitting there and i was enjoying it i was laughing and and i was like yeah surprised too at the end and I'm like oh this is this is awesome it was really cool and i thought it had really good pacing it didn't seem like it dragged at all no, i mean there was really. maybe a couple scenes that dragged but there wasn't any whole sections of the movie that dragged i mean i'll get more into this when we talk about the movie not doing well or not but i saw comments about people that saying oh there wasn't enough action like, really? Were we watching the same movie? Because right. there was nothing but action. Right. Well, with the exception of a, with the exception battles. of like, uh, don't even get me started on the people that don't think a Star Wars movie is a Star Wars movie unless there's a lightsaber battle. Because there's literally people that think that. There's literally people that think that a Star Wars movie is not a Star Wars movie. There's people that's people. Well, there hasn't there's been people one that, yet. There's people that think that uh, what? There hasn't really been one yet that had zero lightsaber action. Rogue One. Maybe is the closest, right? But, but you had Vader. There was at the still end. lightsabers, or light something like lightsabers. But true, you know? but lightsabers to me, lightsabers is not does not define Star Wars, right? Sure, lightsabers have been in Star Wars, but you know, a lot of those it's 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 ironic that a lot of people that are complaining about how there's no lightsabers are probably the same ones who who are the ones who uh, are cry have been crying all these years about the EU being. Deca- uh, about the EU not being canon, which, by the way, it was never canon. 
it's funny because there's lots of moments. There's so many moments in Star Wars books that where there's no lightsaber battles. You could go. You could, there's whole books that don't even have a lightsaber in it, but yet these people are probably the same ones who are complaining about no lightsabers in the movies. And because uh, there was even there was even people in in um, after Last Jedi that complained that there was no lightsaber battle in Last Jedi. Because technically there is no lightsaber battle in The Last Jedi. There's two people with lightsabers fighting people with no lightsabers. Because Kylo and Rey are fighting against the True. the uh, the dudes. But they don't have lightsabers. But Rey, Rey and Kylo never really never fight each other. So there was technically never a lightsaber battle in the Last Jedi. And since Luke and Kylo also never really touched sabers... <laughs> Because Luke wasn't there. You touch sabers. Whoa. Um, so, Last Jedi technically did not have a real lightsaber battle in it, and people there's there was people that were all bent out. But of shape lightsabers about that. were battling those other weapons. Well, yeah, and that I think was enough. I know, but that's the point: is that there's people that are so petty that they think that no lightsabers means that lights uh, that it's not a Star Wars movie or it's not a real Star Wars movie or whatever. Well, a lot of people are talking about how the, still about how the last Jedi was horrible and then well, yeah. what does SJW stand for? Such social justice warriors. Oh, uh, okay. It's just yeah, everybody's that I keep seeing that. The Star Wars social justice warriors and the you know, it's like okay, you didn't like the movie. I mean, those do you really the, need to Those are the same people that don't like uh pirates being changed. So yeah, I really enjoyed Solo. It was pretty cool. I didn't mind. Uh, I have no complaints of the movie. I like I said, I went in there thinking it's. Um, I was like high expectations. Didn't have that, and uh, it was better than what you know I thought it was going to be. You know, we had all the negative, you know, comments about the movie, and it's not going to do good, and you know, how to change the director, and um, I think it was awesome. It was a really yeah, a good movie. I agree. I will say that. Evidently, the numbers were much lower than they expected. They were expecting something like 150 million opening weekend. Yeah, I think their original expectations was actually uh, closer to 180. Okay, but then after the Thursday, they knocked down their expectations into the 150 to 155 range. But then, yeah, it just kept as it kept. Where did it finish Monday? Around you know? the 120, I think. Okay, because I I heard 85 on mid. Monday, the Sunday numbers, and they were expe- they were expecting eighty five. Yeah, I think uh, so by, I think by good. the end of the four the five day weekend, if you count the Thursday screenings, I think it ended up with one twenty. Which I actually didn't. I didn't have the actual numbers. Any other movie that gets one hundred and twenty million dollars domestically, it actually did break some uh, records for Memorial Day weekend, which is traditionally a not uh, a weekend that doesn't really movies don't really do that well. Okay. Uh, oh, because people with, are out of town. Because of our people being out of town, uh, the only movies that have traditionally done well on Memorial Day weekend have been Star Wars movies. But I mean, we could just move into the whole why it maybe why it didn't do well. Uh, first of all, I'm going to say that everybody thinks that everybody that's uh, claiming Star Wars fatigue, you could take that theory and and shove it. Yeah, because I'm so sick of people long. talking about Star Wars fatigue. If you're a Star Wars fan, you want all the Star Wars. If Explain you're not, what that is for the layman's. The layman's means it's just too much Star Wars. We had a movie in December. Right. It was a big, This is the big shortest movie. amount of time that we've had between Star Wars movies ever. ever. Because 
even since Force Awakens, we had a year between Force Awakens and Rogue One, mm-hmm. a year between Rogue One and Last Jedi, but now only six months between this. So maybe if they had put Solo in December, it might, it might have, done, have done slightly better because people were, ex- were expecting a Star Wars movie in December. Maybe people weren't expecting a Star Wars movie to come out in uh, in May. Who knows? But All I know also... is that the, the, the whole Star Wars fatigue thing is a bunch of is a bunch of crap. It's, it's a bunch of hooey. And uh, yeah, I just say what I what I'll say and what I've been saying is that, um, and I don't care if you get mad or not. If you're if you're a real Star Wars fan, you're gonna want all the Star Wars you can get. I don't care. I don't care. The people who didn't like Last Jedi, I don't know what your problem is, but you have a problem. I mean, there's things I didn't like about Last Jedi, but I thought it was phenomenal overall. If there's anything that I think I've learned from these last two is that Star Wars fans are just really, really... Silly? Yeah, I mean, basically, Star Wars' worst enemy is Star Wars fans. And that's the fact that apparently somewhere along the line, Star Wars fans decided that every Star Wars movie has to be perfect. Whereas Star Trek fans and even Marvel fans learned... Star Trek fans learned long time ago and marvel fans have also learned that for every good movie comes with the bad take the good with the bad basically take that old saying take the good with the bad just be happy you have movies that's for sure and that's the way that star trek fans have had to live basically since uh 1978 nothing's perfect about those star trek movies well i mean there's a few movies that have been perfect but you know, I was joking. I know, I'm you saying, know. but for every a couple good Star Wars, Star Trek movies, you have bad Star Trek movies. For every Star Trek 2, you have a Star Trek 5. So, I mean... For every Final Frontier, or excuse me... That's the uh, one I just said, Final Frontier, the one that Shatner directed. So, I mean... And for, for every uh, Shatner-directed movie, you have a Frakes-directed movie. Joking. That actually works, because I like yeah. the one Frakes movie. But he did have a bad one also. Anyways, so I mean, it's it's something that uh, it's just something that Star Wars fans can't seem to learn. And for uh, for coming from all the same type of people that are probably like I said, I equate a lot of this negativity amongst Star Wars in the Disney Star Wars to a lot of the same people that have been bitching and moaning about the loss of the expanded universe books. And I think it's a lot of the same people. Which uh, doesn't make any sense because uh, it's like, um, hello. Maybe they're just too old. I mean, I don't to, like accept new ideas. No, there's there's young there's people our age and there's people all ages that are like complaining about Star Wars and it's like I just I don't understand. I mean, but just getting back to the why it didn't do well. I mean, yeah, the 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 uh, the six months thing. Maybe not expecting the Star Wars movie to come so soon after the last one. Uh, A lot of bad press leading up to the release. Yeah, the see that's the thing that if I you can't the backlash and the stupid fans and everything after Last Jedi didn't cause Solo to do bad, but it caused Solo to do bad. If you know what I mean. Yeah, like they're not the ones who. Like their boycott solo and whatever else crap that they were pulling all this time and and all boycott Star Wars and not my Star Wars and all that shit they've been doing all this time that didn't directly affect, but but it does people it, looking from the outside in 
sees the general oh, the general fan might there go, seems oh, this to be, one's not going to be good. Oh, Star Wars seems to be having some turmoil from within. I yeah. think I'll just stay away from that solo thing. I don't even know what it's about. It's directed by Opie. I don't even know. <laughs> when did he start directing Star I'll Wars just, movies? I'll just watch it on cable. <laughs> so, I mean, you got all those kind of factors. You see, you see a name... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, people that maybe have been paying attention, they knew that they trained directors. Uh, the whole director, the whole kind of director change with uh, Rogue One was a little bit more low profile because it came later in the game and it wasn't really classified as a director change. It was more of just this person's doing reshoots, the whole thing with Tony oh. Gilroy mm-hmm. doing the reshoots on Rogue One, which led to a lot of the speculation of Rogue One being bad, which then it wasn't. So just had to do with hair. Some people, yeah, exactly. Some people may say the best Star Wars movie yet, right? And uh, so, I mean, you had all that stuff, and then you had, like I said, you had the infighting among Star Wars fans. You had uh, a lot of their uh, a lot of their uh, non diversity choices, kind of maybe turning some people off from the outside. You know, people looking for more uh, women directors or more uh, more ethnic diversity in Star Wars, maybe. And then they see so- uh, you know, Solo being uh, you know, another white lead directed by another white director, something like that. You got those that camp. Then you got, like it I said... It seems to be an issue recently. Then you, got, then, you got, uh, then you got the people uh, looking, like I said, all the people looking from the outside in and seeing, oh, they, it's having all these problems again. They had problems with the last movie. People are saying that it's not good. People are saying that Star Wars is not Star Wars anymore. So basically, and then you got then you know, and then you know, you want to know who's probably the I'm going to put the biggest blame on all of the clickbait sites with all their clickbait headlines that show up as sponsored things on fake Facebook news, fake news. and the you got the normal Joe Blows, normal non-Star Wars fans. What Solo's going to be the worst movie ever? Right. You got all the you got all of the uh, normal. Normal non-Star Wars fans scrolling through their Facebook and oh look, there's a there's a sponsored article from Nerdist talking about how Star Wars is in trouble because they're because of this. Oh, you got there's another article from Stupid Collider saying something about Star Wars having problems. Blah blah blah. Oh, there's another one from Screen Rant. On and on and on. You got all these sponsored stupid sites. And I see them all the time, and they're not ones that I follow, but they're ones that you follow. They're ones that you follow, or they're ones that somebody else follows. And then, and then I that shit pops up, and I see their article, and I'm like, well, that's a stupid article. Why am I following these? Oh, I'm not following them. It's popping up because somebody else follows them. Well, so, you got to keep in mind, there's a lot of people that maybe were not big Star Wars fans, but they're big Disney fans in general. Right. And now that that's one entity... These Disney general Disney fans are giving Star Wars a chance, and if they're hearing from everybody that this one's gonna suck, then they may not go spend their twelve or thirteen or fourteen dollars. At least in our market, that's how much it costs here to go see a movie, unless you have Movie Pass. Um, but which doesn't even work everywhere now. Uh, well, yeah, I mean they're having their issues, but uh, now now that. I have to take a picture of my ticket right after I buy it to prove that I'm going to see that movie. Not as if I could just not walk into another theater if I wanted to, but nonetheless, these Disney fans I think are giving Star Wars a chance. But if they're in these Disney groups or Disney podcasts or whatever, and people are saying, "Ah, this one's not going to be as great," you know, watch it on 
you know, whatever. Well, they the might thing. just it's do just that. A, it's just another version of clickbait where you got people, you got the, uh, the you know, the, yeah, especially if it's a, ta- if it's a, uh, I mean, I've seen it before. I've seen it in some of the Disneyland Nangle Pass holder or some of the other uh, groups that have nothing to do with Star Wars, but somebody posts a clickbait article in there bad-mouthing Last Jedi or saying how Disney is ruining Star Wars or something like that, and you get those articles from outside sources. And then you also got the people uh, who, who post articles that haven't even been confirmed or rumor articles and shit like that. Or just shit that's just strictly, or that's just flat, flatly fake news. But nobody has time to filter through that, and they're just reading it at face value, and then they're seeing that, and they're like, "Oh well, I guess I'm not gonna mess with that." Yeah. So it's a mess. It's a mess. Like your face. Thanks. I mean, I don't know how to. I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, they're not gonna stop making Star Wars movies just because of one movie. I mean, if that was the case, they would have stopped doing Iron Man movies. Right. Or, I mean, not Iron Man specifically, but Iron Man, well, I mean, Iron Man 3 didn't do that well. And it only got bigger from there. Right, and they weren't going to stop doing, they're not going to, they weren't going to stop doing Marvel movies after one, with one Marvel movie not doing well. Right, right. So, I mean, they just kept going. And then I, oh, just real quick, I just, I then I saw other people, well, nobody. And then I saw other articles, and that's the other thing too—is just really stupid, irresponsible clickbait articles saying, "Oh, nobody. This is this just proves that nobody wants to see prequels, or blah. This uh, this is has nothing. Nobody wants prequels." And then uh, I saw them specifically cite Marvel and how all the Marvel movies lead into each other. To which I say, "No, you're full of shit." A lot of the Marvel movies have actually been prequels and taken place before other movies. You just don't know that because you're not paying attention enough. The Guardians movies take place before any of the other movies, before several movies. Because I think the Guardians, both of the Guardians movies were supposed to take place like in 2014. Okay. So it's like before several other Marvel movies that have come out after them. So, and, But, I mean, so those are technically prequels because they're in space and it's taking place... Before that, uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is a prequel because it tells you how it becomes Doctor Strange. Captain Marvel coming up is a total prequel because it takes place in the 90s. So, I mean, I don't know. Just for every every stupid argument that some of these clickbait sites or some of these stupid fake fans can come up with, I can, I can come up with a counter-argument for every one of your stupid... Uh, Fake arguments. Right. Now, I want to get to um, the end uh, talk going around with um, Obi-Wan movie and Boba Fett. The Boba Fett, I think, was confirmed, right? No? That's why I said the talk going around. I wasn't even going to mention either of those. But I want to. Obi-Wan was actually going around way before even the solo premiere. Mm. That somebody had released that it was... That there was going to be a solo movie, or an Obi-Wan movie. Then there was like a title card release, a fake title card. And then right after that was when Ewan McGregor was spotted at, uh, or was announced that he was invited to the solo premiere. And then everybody just, everybody just kept putting things together and thinking, oh, there's going to be an announcement, there's going to be an announcement. And then there was no announcement. 
And then all of a sudden, at the end of last week, there was a supposed announcement. Confirmed. Uh, I think it's Ryan, what's his name? Ryan Mangold, the guy who uh, directed Logan. That's what I heard, too, yeah. Was going to direct uh, the Boba Fett movie. It was confirmed. But that's been almost a week now. We have gotten nothing from uh, Lucasfilm, which means to me that's not confirmed. Uh, Lucasfilm would not wait a week to confirm something that had already been announced. So either they're waiting on something, or maybe there's part of it that's uh, real. I don't know. All I know is that it's been over a week since that news that that fake news came out, but it hasn't been confirmed by Lucasfilm. So as far as I'm concerned, it's still just a rumor. So many rumors. So little time. Which one would you like to see first is the real question. Obi-Wan by far. Oh, yeah, same. <laughs> I actually have, have zero interest in a Boba Fett movie. If anything, I don't want Boba Fett to even have his own movie. I don't think there's a lot of depth. If they want to the make him be part of a future solo movie, that's fine. But I just don't think there's a lot of depth to the character. No, and we the, know everything about him already. Kind of. I mean, we, I mean, he may have some adventure we don't know about, but we know how he was created. We know his whole story with the clones, and you know. What else is there to really well, tell? Well, the thing about that, though, and, and it brings us back to the stupid fans, and I just, the first, one of the first things that came out with the solo announcement, or not the solo, though, with the Boba Fett announcement was, oh, can we get a, uh, can we get a Boba Fett movie that pretends the prequels didn't happen? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, so that's like not a, how things so work. So like a what if? Yeah, basically. That's what everybody wants. Everybody wants a what if, because then now we got, uh, now we got people saying that, uh, no spoilers, but because of a certain character showing up at the end of Solo, now there's people that want to pretend that Rebels didn't happen because that because of events having to do I'm with that sorry, character in Rebels. Has so, there ever been an example of like an Elseworlds or What If storylines in a, in movies? That's a comic book in thing. In movies, no. Exactly. In movies, no. That's why the whole point of what the the uh, basically the uh, the EU was basically that's what books authorized and, fan fiction. So the books and comic books are for exactly. I mean, there's some Star Trek what if stuff that I thought was fantastic. Was yeah, really and back good. when Star Wars was uh, still doing the EU, and back when they were still with Dark Horse, they did a three. They did three uh, comic book series called. The, Star Wars Infinities, mm-hmm. where it was an alternate version of Star Wars, where if one thing d- went differently, how everything else would do go differently after that. And they did an Empire Strikes Back one, where if one w- one event in Empire Strikes Back went differently, how everything else would change after that. Which event? I don't remember. We should all check those out. Uh, but uh, I, I've always been a big fan of the DC Elseworlds. Like, what if Superman landed in the jungle and was raised by you know animals? Uh, what if Superman, you know, the Red Sun, where he lands in Russia instead? That's a really good uh, one. What if Superman landed in Gotham and was found by the was found by the Wayne family and never they never had Bruce? So basically, Superman is Bruce Wayne and becomes Batman. But, and, you know, know, nonetheless, but ain't nobody ain't nobody got time for that in movies. Ain't nobody got time for ain't that. nobody got time for that because I mean they don't do that kind of thing in movies. And you know, the, just the last thing I, I'm going to say about that is you know, yeah. I, they but, could announce it way in advance and say we're gonna event, we're gonna be doing this what if series and it'll be three movies with one question and they'd ha- I mean they, but they'd have to do crazy promo for people not to get confused right exactly which is exactly why they won't do that there's enough people there were enough people already that don't didn't understand when, what Rogue One had to do with or when Rogue One 
I mean, there's enough people that probably don't know when Solo takes place. Even my mom was a little confused about when Solo takes place. So, I mean... Obviously, when he's if, like 20... If you're not completely you know, paying attention to all the medias, or if you're not completely up on what the timelines are of all the movies, it's really hard to, dis- to de- decipher. I mean, when, when Force Awakens came, came out, there was people that didn't realize when Force Awakens t- takes place. There was people that literally thought that Rogue One was a sequel to The Force Awakens. So, I mean, you already have enough trouble trying to keep people up on the Star Wars timeline without adding a what-if movie in there. Let's just say, for example, and then that'll be it, that for sake of argument, they wanted to do what-if, and what if they wanted to have, like, say, uh, let's say Ryan Johnson or the Game of Thrones guys was going to do a what-if trilogy. They might want to do something like that where... Okay, it's specifically these guys are doing the what if trilogy, yeah, or something like that, or what if these guys are doing the what if TV series, It'd or something more like sense that. As a series or a cartoon, because then you or... can say the alternate adventures of Star Wars, or have some weird like how they call the uh, the standalone movies the, a Star Wars story. They could have some weird tagline that says uh, Star Wars alternates or something like that. But other than that, I don't see them ever doing something like that. Hey, what if they named a village Black Spire Outpost? Oh, that's not a what if. It's happening. It happened, and I don't know if you guys caught this. It was name dropped in Solo. I didn't. Spoiler, spoiler. Before the announcement was even made at Galactic Knights, Black Spire Outpost was name dropped in Solo. I didn't even hear that. Yes. uh, I was actually trying to pay attention to every single thing that was said. I was trying to understand everything that was being said in the movie, and um, I didn't hear that. I will say, yes, it was in the movie. I caught it. But does it seem like the word black is being used too much in to make things CD these days? Example. This. <laughs> this is my example. One thing is your example? Uh, you know, my memory is short. But it seems like there's been other examples. There of, has uh, been in the past. The there black was something in the past. This. There was a underworld organization. Uh, it was actually reintroduced in Clone Wars, and actually Maul, Darth Maul, and the Clone Wars had kind of a uh, deal with them. And it was the Black Sun organization that was introduced in Shadows of the Empire. Uh, it's con- uh, the leader is a uh, Prince Shizor, but uh, I mean, I guess calling it brown something is not the way to go either. Well, isn't it more because there's a black market thing going on? Well, that and just real quick, the background, uh, just what we're talking about is announced they had Star Wars Galactic Knights was at Walt Disney World this past weekend. And there were some announcements made. They had a, a, Star, they had a, Galact, uh, a Galaxy's Edge panel, and they announced that, uh, obviously, previously we had told you that Galaxy's Edge, the name of the planet in Galaxy's Edge is the planet, but two... And I had also announced that Batu was going to be part of the upcoming Thrawn novel, Grand Admiral Thrawn novel. And it was announced now that the actual town that is going to be essentially Star Wars land is going to be called Black Spire Outpost. Now, they do give you some background about why it's called Black Spire Outpost. All of the little spires that are coming up behind the town, 
that we thought were rocks and stuff, I they're actually petrified trees. Oh. You're a petrified so tree. So all in the background, it's going to be all not rock work and stuff. It's all actually uh, large black petrified trees, and that's where the name Black Spire Outpost comes from. I'm hoping the outpost is just one part of it, and then there's other sections. Well, no, I think the whole area is the Black Spire Outpost, because mm. I don't think it's actually supposed to be like an actual city. It's more of just like a, uh, like I've mentioned before, like Tortuga and like the Pirates movies, something like right. that, or, you know, for the Pirates, something like that, but... Uh, Tortuga. No, a little background. It says the largest settlement on the planet, but two, Black Spire Outpost is an infamous stop for traders, adventurers, and smugglers traveling around the Outer Rim and wild space. Off the beaten path, this outpost has become a haven for the galaxy's most colorful and notorious characters. Widely known for the petrified remains of its once towering ancient trees, the spires now stand guard across the river valleys and plains and have long captured the imagination of travelers to this planet. I just caught something. Keep going, though. To the first settlers, these petrified spires became more than just landmarks. They became the heart of the outpost itself. And there was a couple new concept arts, one of the town itself. And then another one, which presumably is being shot from somewhere outside of what would we would consider the land itself. Maybe being shot like, uh, it's more of a bigger shot. You saw this, right? This yeah. picture. Oh, it's like clearly not part of what will be part of Galaxy's Edge. But it's it kind of like part of the a, ride. It could be. You could see this in the Millennium Falcon ride if you're coming into to Batu. If when you return to Batu, Batu. If you return to Batu in the ride, then most likely, yeah, you might see this. But basically, it's a big panorama with a lot of greenery, and you see the big black spires of the uh, petrified forest. But what you I- don't really see the town is off in the distance. So I don't. This is definitely not part of the actual land itself this would be more like he said maybe something you see in the ride or just something just to give you an idea of what it's supposed to look like around it now what i caught what did you was that this is located in the outer rim which we already knew so that makes a lot of sense especially with the way that jedi ended last jedi they i really think that their purpose of locating this in the outer rim is so that the they're really playing on the kids with any anybody can have the force kind of thing. And I think that's going to be a lot of their interactive stuff with children. Well, we know a few things. We know that it says, like it says, Outer, uh, outer Rim and Wild Space. We know a couple things already. We know that the, uh, the First Order reorganized itself in Wild Space. In between the Empire and the First Order, they were reorganized into the First Order in Wild Space. And that some that possibly Snoke might have came from Wild Wild Space. Uh, we also know that uh, certain events at the end of in the finale of Rebels may also lead to Wild Space, having to do with Ezra, Thrawn, Ahsoka, and and or Ahsoka and uh, Sabine may also lead to Wild Space and or the Outer Rim. What I'm getting at is we that... also know that the planet uh, that where uh, where uh, Canto Bight is. You're talking about uh, right. 
That's in the outer rim. Yeah, that's in that's in the outer well, rim because I think in the novelization it mentions it being in the outer rim. But even it's not though a, that's I not, don't think it's as far into the outer. It's rim. It's not as far because it's, but it's being a, being that it's a kind of a, is it Jafar? Jafar. <laughs> being that it's kind of like a gambling outpost, it's still kind of outer outer rim. My thought. So that way, there's not a lot of military there. What they're going for is by by at the end of uh, spoiler here at the end of Jedi Leia is trying to reach the people in um in the outer rim the the resistance fighters and the people that are the you know who they're hoping to to get to join their cause right well it makes a lot of sense if this is located in the outer rim and you're there that you're one of those people that she's trying to reach Possibly, since we do know that... As far as storyline goes. Since we I do mean. know that Galaxy's Edge storyline is during the sequel trilogy. Exactly. Because we know that the Resistance is, on the, is, is uh, present in on Batu, and we also know that there will be uh, First Order Stormtroopers there, and then also jives with the fact that there's the First Order uh, Battle Ride and then also with some of the other things that they have announced, because they did announce that there would be uh, ADATs. The new ones or the old ones? No, there was no specification, but they did show. Uh, I don't know if those ADATs are the ones that are inside of the building that we already know about that are inside of most likely the First Order ride. I think so, yeah. Or if there are other ADATs that might be outside. Uh, they also did show that there would be a, an actual resistance uh, transport that you would be able to go into. Cool. That's and cool. then another little uh, thing that they talked about was about me- uh, you'll be able to meet and take home Lothcats and other Star Wars animals from the creature shop. Yeah, items with no price tags or Says, no, uh, uh, no packaging, right? Right, part of that. But this is more of a uh, live animal, quote-unquote live animal type of thing. The Imagineer Eric Baker described one of the locations to be included within the expansive new land. He said, well, you have a shopping market, and in that market we have a creature stall. Everyone loves the creatures of Star Wars, be they cute or cuddly or creepy or scary. You'll get to see them all in this place. The creatures will come to life, and you'll get to take one home if you're lucky. Right now, our artisans are focusing on bringing these creatures to life, and a lot of these creatures that we're doing have never existed before outside of the Star Wars literature or the animated series. So for the first time, we're getting to bring these characters to life, and they're working with Doug Chang, who is one of the Lucasfilm designers, which is an honor for all of the artists, and they're very lucky to have them working with us. We talked about this once before. That's my buddy it's, right it's, there, Doug. It's basically the the Pandora dragons, the mini dragons that they sell in Florida, Pandora, that are really popular. Right. And they're like a puppet type thing, or they clip to your shoulder, and they have some sort of interactive capability where you can. I'm pretty sure this is going to be better than that, but yes. Well, um, but it's along, on the same along order, those yes. lines. Is that we don't have a Pandora, so they're right. gonna, you know, that's where they're selling those things. But in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, they're obviously trying to come up with a right. similar so, product. So continuing on, he says, goes on to say, we're going to bring a Lothcat to life for you to see. He'll be living, breathing. This is the kind of detail and love we're putting into everything we're doing. And then it mentions, of course, Lothcats are from Star Wars Rebels. Well, if there's no Dubak, I mean. Well, Dubaks are kind of big. Well, yeah, but they got to have one. We're talking about small things, most likely like Lothcats, Porgs, maybe, oh, yeah. uh, Kowakian monkey, lizards. <laughs> things you can eat. 
If you're a Wookiee. Uh, Womp Rat. Definitely Womp Actually, rat. I don't think it would be a Quacky and Monkey Lizard, because I think that's that giant lizard that uh, Obi-Wan is riding in Episode 3 when he chases after Grievous. Right. <laughs> so, I could be wrong. So that's cool. That's one thing. That's several things. As I said earlier, they also revealed that there would be Adat Walkers, and they did specifically say in its first order battle attraction, which of course we knew that because everybody saw them right. and the pictures were circulated around. Uh, they said until now we haven't received too many details. Until now, they did share some new revelations about the Adats, an all new resistance troop transport vehicle that they will be building full size in order to fully immerse guests in the exciting, meticulously constructed Star Wars experience. Says they are these they are so massive, talking about the Adats. When they appear in the films, they're typically done as a digital effect, so nobody's ever thought about doing these full size practically before. He says that uh, this is Imagineer John Georges. It's been quite a feat, actually, to pull this off completely. Really amazing, amazing attention to detail. Our partnership with Lucasfilm throughout the whole project has been so seamless. We, they've had access to the filmmakers and also Doug Chang once again on the design team. So the accuracy and the level of details on these is unprecedented. And it says, we also have another ship as part of this experience that's a resistance troop transport. This is an actual physical full-size ship that you'll actually step on board and set off an adventure on your own. If you're going going to go inside one of these epic experiences and live a piece of Star Wars, this is what you'd expect to be part of the story. You think that uh, Imagineer is just trying to make a name for himself? Uh, he <laughs> might be. They absolutely you know, are. If he builds two giant uh, full-size uh, exact replicas of AT-ATs, you know, he might get to be uh, the next uh, Tony Baxter. Now, also at the uh, Galactic Knights thing, they gave out some uh, some cool trading cards. I didn't get one. I didn't get one either. It was really lame. They were actually given packs of trading cards. On the backs of those cards were part of a map, which you had to get all of the cards in order to put the map together. It was actually obviously a map of Black Spire Outpost because of that's what it was always really called, or that's what they were talking about. Now, uh, people who opened the packs realized that they couldn't put together the whole map because you had to have more cards. So it's like, oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on. What on? I'm backing up. Back it up. Okay, so apparently, apparently the original cards of part of this were given out at the Star Wars Galactic Knights event way back in December or January, whatever it was, that was, was in conjunction with Last Jedi. I remember it yes. happening, and I remember some cards being given out. Yeah, they were going for 50 bucks on eBay. Right, were they? Each yes. or for the whole pack? For the pack. Okay. Oh, wow. So apparently those cards... The cards that they got this last weekend were the fin- finish of the cart of the map. Of course, it was. So actually, I originally thought that you didn't get all of the map that you had to, uh, you know, trade with people or buy more cards in order to put the whole map together. Oh, kind of like my addiction at D twenty three. Yes, mm. kind of like that. Was and now one I those... just have a big stack of those things, and they have the whole set, and no one cares. So, so actually. If you had went to the Galactic Knights that was earlier this year and you went to the one 
that they just had, then you would have the whole entire complete map. Wow. With all the cards, which apparently, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine cards, it looks like it took to, cr- to complete the uh, set and the map. Now, there's a lot of text and stuff. Not a lot of it is important. There's just mention. Uh, one says Black Spire Outpost. Once a bustling crossroads, the outpost has evolved into an infamous port for traders, adventurers, and smugglers traveling to and from Wild Space, which is basically the like the uh, description. Uh, one has a re- reference that mentions Bakar Spire, which is probably one of the many spires, which I'm sure have all names. Ooh, spires. Uh, another one says Smuggler's Alley. Another one mentions some ancient ruins. That says it might be a, a perfect hideout for the resistance. Another one says Badocking Bay 7. Food and cargo. Food cr- freighters come and go with tasty fare. Ah. Uh, Docking Bay 9. Stay clear. First order troopers spotted. Whoa. That could very well be near the entrance to the first order ride. Right. Surabat River Valley, navigate with caution, treacherous turns. Saka Homestead, find blue milk at Bantha Tracks in the marketplace. Ooh, blue milkshake. So, yeah, there's your confirmation of blue milk. And there's actually wording around the frame of the map, apparently, that's in Auerbesh. And some they have been nice enough to translate that. And apparently, it says, at the edge of the galaxy, so far away, black was the spire that called me to stay. A beacon for drifters, forgotten and lost. The spires summoned, those broken and tossed. Come stay here forever, or just pass on through. The spirit of Black Spire will forever change you. Wow, that's, that's deep right there. That is deep. <laughs> so deep. Now, a couple of interesting things. There are some mentions of some names. Saka, Savi. There was another one I can't find. Oh, there's a cantina, local watering hole. Tar- try the Blurg Fire, it says. So mm. we'll have to remember to try the Blurg Fire when the cantina opens. That's, oh, yeah, that, Blurg We'll fire. have that uh, on a Fat Time review. Oh, yes, definitely. But there is one little notation here that I'm sure everybody's going to lose their crap over and be commenting on, and it's one that just simply says, Spaceport. Hondo's base of operations. He's always in need of a crew. <laughs> so a name drop of Hondo, who if anybody who knows who Hondo is, Hondo was a character, uh, a smuggler slash pirate in Clone Wars who has now since appeared on Rebels and is uh, very hilarious. He's voiced by Jim Cummings, a.k.a. Winnie the Pooh. That's later. Yes. And uh, this is actually the first, uh, since we know that uh, this all, the Galaxy's Edge, is in the, you know, the First Order era, First Order Resistance era. This is the latest we have ever heard anything about Hondo. So it'll be interesting to see whether Hondo is part of the interior storyline or whether there might be a character or whatever. It's just very interesting to have him, because it does say it's his base of operations, so... That's really cool. Now, one other thing, uh, the mention about the Surabat River Valley, I just wanted to note that there is water in like that one long shot. It shows a river, and there has been mention of a river going through. 
there where we didn't really see, couldn't really see that from any of the, uh, did the model seem to indicate that there was a river no. anywhere no. like over on the left side where the, where it's all the foresty area? I don't no, no, I don't remember. Cause, uh, I just want to say that, uh, I was at Disneyland on Wednesday, this last Wednesday and we went on the train and we sat in the different train with the side to side seating, right? Not the outward facing seating. Weird. And I sat on the far left and I was watching because it was my first chance to really get to see the waterfall, be able to actually look at the waterfall without having to turn around. So I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I get almost to the last waterfall and I look down and I see a big opening. I can see light through. So there is a hole where water is flowing through from the river, flowing under towards stars. Oh. Because I could see light. So it's clearly opening up over there. So I think that there's going to be a river or something going through there, and it's going to be connected to the rivers of America. Wow. Through that waterfall. The rivers of Batu. Either that or we're going to be able to see. I don't know if we'll get to see I the mean, backside of water over a, there. Uh, small pond area too you know what i mean it could be but just going by the whole mention of a river valley and the fact that there's a river in the concept art and stuff like that i just i think there's a pretty good chance that there's going to be some water or something some sign of a river or something over there on that side because it is more on that side where the green part is that's going towards uh you know critter right right so Cool, cool. Man, lots of cool stuff. I just want to make a note that uh, obviously, like I said, Black Spire was mentioned in Solo. L3 and uh, Lando are walking to the Millennium Falcon and L3 makes a comment about or Lando makes a comment about doing something on his own and L3 makes a comment and saying, you couldn't even make it from here to Black Spire without me. Or something like that. So he makes the, there's definite reference already to that. And then also I'm almost going to guarantee that uh, since we know that Thrawn, that they're going to Batu in that Thrawn book, that if Black Spire is the main outpost on that planet, right. even back then maybe, or maybe it's not a big outpost back then at that time, but we'll see, probably see some sort of form of, uh, they'll end up there. I'm, I can almost guarantee that that's going to end up in the new book, the new book. So, Cool, exciting stuff. All right, so moving on, uh, Disney Parks blog announced the four neighborhoods that will be coming to Pixar Pier this summer. And, um, yeah, Anthony, we were just talking right now. We've, he was saying that, didn't we already know they were having neighborhoods? But um, I think they gave us a hint that they were going to have the four neighborhoods, but really didn't go into detail. Right, we didn't know what they were. We were just kind of uh, speculating based on the attractions that are going to be in those areas. Right. So the first one is Incredibles Park, of course, inspired by The Incredibles. It says Incredibles Park will be in an inviting plaza featuring mid-century modern design aesthetics. Guests will enter through an archway where the iconic Incredibles logo will be seen overhead. Now, uh, if you guys go over to the Pixar Pier area or you can see the billboards or the walls, and they have the concept art on there. Uh, I believe that's one of them. Of course, we all know about the um, Incredicoaster and um, 
all the new effects that that's going to have. We talked about that before. The next area is a Toy Story Boardwalk, which is right next to the Incredibles Park. Wait, so it just goes straight from Incredibles into the Toy Story Boardwalk? Yes, because they're right there by uh, Midway Mania, of okay, course. Okay, now what I want to know then is which well, which neighborhood is the uh, Nemo Carousel going to be part of? Okay, that's a good question because it's right there in between. I thought maybe it was that was going to be its own neighborhood or it was going to be absorbed. I think mm. you forgot. There is no Nemo Carousel. It's Jesse's, remember? Oh, it's Jesse's. Root and Tooting Carousel. Oh, that's right. I, I keep Carousel. forgetting that we, we, we oh. thought it was going to be Nemo. <laughs> yes, that was us. So yeah, right, so, so you have the Incredibles Park, Big News. Then it goes right into the Toy Story with the, uh, which of course then the carousel is part of the Toy Story neighborhood. Right. Okay. Well, that makes more sense. Of course, like we said, we go ahead. You have the Toy Story Mania there, and of course, and coming in 2019 will be uh, just Jessie, the yodeling cowgirl, will invite you to her rootin' tootin' spinning spin on her Jessie's Critter Carousel. She's gonna yodel. She's going to do something. I still understand why it's going to take until 2019 to get that shit open. Um, I don't understand. I, it's kind of like the the way it, it takes too much time to get, like, uh, solid popcorn buckets. Of course, over there also in uh, the Toy Story boardwalk will be the new Poultry Palace. It has big appetites and small fries alike. Can enjoy a fun meal inspired by uh, Pixar's short Toy Story tune, Small Fry. I think it's, it's the, only really, the only place I'm really looking forward to going in. And Pixar Pier is a place to eat. The chicken place. Yeah. There will be even a fun-sized Zerg, perfect for photo ops. You can also stop by Senor Buzz Churros, where Buzz has switched into Spanish mode to offer this classic treat. Yes, exactly. Racist. Delicio. All right. So then after that, you have the Pixar Promenade. What's over there, uh, Tim? Well, that's the area. I'd, I'd I'd say that's the area from Midway Mania to past the uh, carousel. Wouldn't you say? Generally, I would. You mean the other way? No, from Midway down past the not carousel, uh, Ferris wheel. There you go. Yes, that's my opinion. Uh, this says here that this charming seaside promenade, inspired by the classic turn of century board California boardwalks will celebrate the heartwarming stories and beloved characters from all of Pixar's films. Which tells me that they're going to be keeping a lot of the old theming then. Because yeah. it was already boardwalk themed. If they're right. just going to make it into a generic, from a generic boardwalk into a Pixar boardwalk, they're not going to have to do a whole lot of theming with that area then. Well, this here says that they are going to have uh, a focal point of Pixar Promenade will be the Pixar Pal Around. This reimagining of a guest favorite will still include the iconic face of Mickey Mouse. No, but it will have one of the stupidest names that Disney has ever used for an attraction. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. <laughs> the Pixar Pal Around is... Why don't they just keep calling it Mickey's Fun Wheel? Because it's Pixar. Oof. I should just call it Pixar Fun Wheel. Just saying. Yeah, or just call it the Pixar Fun Wheel. Uh, Pixar Pal Around is ridiculous. Nonetheless, the reimagining of this guest favorite will still include the iconic face of Mickey Mouse on the Paradise Bay side of the wheel, but now each of the 24 gondolas will feature different pairs of Pixar Pals. The Pixar Promenade will also feature a Game of Thrones boardwalk. Just kidding. It says Games of the Boardwalk, uh, offering a chance to test their skills and win a prize. Four colorful game booths will include Heimlich's Candy Corn Toss, Wall-E Space Race, 
La Luna Star Catcher and Bullseye Stampede. Bullseye and real quick, Stampede. I heard that uh, what was the Heimlich one? I don't know, but Porn people toss. people uh, like Heimlich toys, so that's a good one. I heard that some of the dialogue from the ride is going to be uh, kept alive in the Heimlich. Oh, that's a good toss, thing. Uh, just because that actor died, right? Who did the voice of Heimlich? He died, and they want to honor him by taking some of the dialogue from the ride and having it at the uh, oh. boardwalk. Since they're going to tear the ride out for right. Marvel, yeah. Uh, let's see here. The four color game booths again. Heimlich's candy con candy corn toss, which every, which everyone here's favorite is candy corn. Uh, Wally space race. So they'll probably have uh, a piece of candy corn plush up to maybe a Heimlich as the bigger one. The Wally space race. They could have if a lot they of even theme stuff. it like that. La Luna Star Catcher. What's where is star a star a? My first thought with stars is like Mario Brothers, but uh, that's probably not it. Uh, anyway, Bullseye Space Bullseye Stallion Stampede. They still they already have Toy Story toys, uh, Bullseye and stuff that you can win over there. So they're probably just going to keep that. Uh, also featured along the promenade will be a classic band shell stage, ideal for musical entertainment acts and encounters with your favorite Pixar characters. Uh, that's cool, in my opinion. Um, they need to have a musical area over there that people can, get, especially if they have the space for it, right? Uh, even I don't know what kind of music they'd have, but uh, I'm a big fan of Bing Bong. I know Diggs is a big fan of Bing Bong. So we have also Bing Bong Sweet Stuff. will oh. feature delightful confections, including saltwater taffy, rainbow cotton candy. Hopefully they have the cotton candy with the, the um, Pop Rocks in it. That one's my favorite. <laughs> Including, uh, anyway, for some savory bites, though, head over to Angry Dogs, where the dogs heat up as anger from inside out burns with rage. Whoa, that's Anthony right there. Yeah, he's pretty much, (sighs) look at him, he literally looks like anger from inside out. Oh, man, we just, like, hit the nail on the head with that one, I think. Look, he's even angrier the more we talk about it. Uh, anyway, I'll finish up. The last one I don't think is even happening yet, but Inside Out Headquarters is the fourth um, neighborhood, right? And it says located on the western end of the pier, which is where the Malibuomer used to be and where close to the uh, Italian restaurant when you start looping around. Uh, this lush and colorful area inspired by Inside Out will also be known as Inside Out Headquarters, the playground for this uh, excuse me. The playground for the emotions will feature a whimsical, family-friendly attack. Family, I cannot say this. Family-friendly attraction scheduled to open at a later date. Now, we've looked at all the the um, art for this, right? And the three of us agree that when they close Bugs Land, they're just going to move Flix Flyers over and retheme it. Right. That's what it looks like in the Which art. Which one is Flix Flyers? I that's the one with the uh, Chinese food and stuff, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought, because I was pointing, I went into Bugs Land last Wednesday, just in case I didn't get to get in there again, just kind of say uh What's the closing and, date? Uh, end of summer. Oh, okay. There's still plenty of time to go say bye to uh, the bathrooms. <laughs> and uh, I was just noting, I was just no, I was telling somebody that, oh, I think that's the ride that's going to get, we think that's the ride that's going to get moved over there, blah, blah, blah. And they say, oh, and, no, uh, we don't know that yet for sure. That's what they told us in the Blue Sky Cellar. Well, we don't know for sure. Why yet, would so. the person I was talking to say that? 
Well, maybe they worked there. No, it was just somebody that was, we were there with. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm like, well, the thing is, is that that means that we're looking at 2019 for that ride also. Why did they... Re- I just... I can't understand why they split up. It's like, why didn't you just, just wait until you were ready to do it all? Right. I mean, how how hard would it have been? Would it, who would it... Who would it have hurt for them to have just left uh, Paradise Pier and that whole side of the par- uh, DCA the way it was for another summer and then until Bugs, li- until Bugs closes, I understand they didn't want to have to have the pier closed at the same time as Bugs Land. Right. But it just would have made more sense if they had been able to, to uh, do all of Pixar Pier at once rather than this whole two-stage crap. Because it's like, really? So now you're going to open Pixar Pier. Not only are you charging $300 for people to go to a pre- preview of a, of a, a, an area that's not even completed. Only a couple hundred of them, though. <laughs> but you're also, basically, you're opening up and you're going to promote, highly promote, I guarantee. You know, you created a whole event Pixar Fest around this. Pixar Fest Pixar Fest didn't just come out of their asses. It was obviously created to around the whole Pixar Pier experience. But they created a whole event around it. But yet the whole the area is not even ready. I mean, what do you got? Well, you got one we got one attraction that was already there. You got three attractions that were already we got there. three I know, but one of them's not even having anything done to it. Midway Mania. Oh yeah, it's is, been open the whole time. It's been open the whole time and it's having nothing done to it. It you have need anything done. You have either, a you but... have a re, complete retheming of uh, the coaster, which is still basically the same coaster. Yeah, it's just rethemed thing. with effects, with effects, and a new building and stuff like that, and uh, whatever. I mean, have you seen the cars? Do they are they the same cars just yeah. re yeah. skinned? They they put a. I'm pretty sure they just did a wrap. Yeah. Okay, so I was wondering that because I'd seen pictures of the new. Vehicles that I meant to ask somebody if they thought it was that, but and then hopefully they change the harnesses. That's my only hope. And I didn't, you don't know that from the thing, but my my hope is they changed. I don't know if you guys know this, but they changed the laws for roller coasters several times in California over the years. And now where some coasters that went upside down used to have to have an over the shoulder harness, now they don't require that anymore legally. They're only required to have a lap bar because it's just one time. I mean the it's not possible for somebody to fall out, they realize. I'm not gonna, Tell that to the yeah. fat people that have fallen out of a uh, tidal wave. And... Yeah. yeah, we're not. Yeah, no, I can almost. I know that Revolution can... used to have this, I and now it's that. just a lap bar. And the, the one they added on Revolution was ridiculous, and it destroyed your ears. Yeah. But I, I could almost guarantee you 100% that Disney is not going to remove the shoulder harness on that just because it's Disney. They don't really have that much experience with upside down coasters, so I think whatever they do have, they're just going to keep with whatever restrictions that they already had on it, just just to, just to avoid any issues. But uh, basically, just to my point is is that yeah, Pixar Fear is not even ready. Like you got three quarters of it isn't even, or three quarters of it is basically the same stuff that was there, just rethemed. And then the one thing that's actually n- not even new, it's just being moved from a different area, is not even going to be ready yet. Because if they got to wait for Bugs Land to close before they can even move Flix Flyer over to retheme it, 
that means that you're probably looking at uh, both the uh, Bing Bong ride and the uh, carousel not even open until next year. Bing Bong ride? Yeah, that's the Bing Bong ride. Oh, you the Inside Out ride bong. is Bing okay. Bong, right? Yeah, something like that. Isn't it Bing Bong something? They didn't tell you what the name was going to be. Oh, you don't know what the name no. is? No. Oh, okay. No, the only thing, Bing Bong is the confectionery thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just want to uh, uh, note that as of today, what's today? May 29th? The Pixar Pier premiere event is still on sale. If you want tickets, go over there and... Give them your 300 bucks. There you go. I just wanted to let you guys know they and still have tickets. And go on one ride. <laughs> Two rides. One poorly named ride. One ride that has had nothing absolutely done with it. And one completely rethemed ride that's basically the same. Well, they've been, okay, they've got the Incredicoaster, Midway Mania, the Carousel, the Ferris Wheel, and this new Inside Out thing. Okay, but so two, out, two out of five are not gonna, even going to be open. That's my point, yeah. There's Until two next out of five, year. And one is really, no, two more of them are literally the exact same experience because decals don't count. No. The Ferris Wheel is the Ferris Wheel. End of story. It's yeah. going to be the same experience. Exactly. Really, the only thing that you're getting that's different is the Incredicoaster. Exactly. And even when they move Flix Flyers, assuming that's what's going on, it's still going to be the same gonna ride. That's going to be the same experience, too. It's just visually it will look different. Hey, more power to you, Disney. You can If you can get more people to come based on doing a lot of nothing, I guess that's what... And I just don't, I don't understand why the Flix Flyers, why they chose that, if that... if. That's the case. Well, there's space for like three of those rides in well, the little area. I just my question is is that the Flix Flyers looking at Flix Flyers from just looking at it, I would have thought that oh, up. Right. Instead of you know, you could be You could be sitting in a little house in the, the balloons, balloons or something, right. Or I just I don't understand. I mean, as much as I love Inside Out and as much as I love the fact that it that out of three out of four neighborhoods they're all specifically for movies, and one of them is just like a generic neighborhood. Right. One of them is Inside Out, which is you know appropriate because I think Inside Out's one of the best Pixar movies, if not the best. I'll fight you, Wally. Hello. Like I said, I'll fight you. Hello. But, up. And uh, but I just think that I think that uh, it's uh, it's really being looked at as an afterthought. Yeah. Even more so than. Uh, the other stuff. I Arr, mean, fisticuffs. It basically it seems like all of the effort for Pixar Pier was put into Incredible Coaster, and then they were just like, "eh, whenever do just do some stuff with the other things." All right, so I think we mentioned this before that uh, once Pixar Pier opens up, that uh, about two to three weeks later, that's where Bugs Land's going to close. Right. That's what we heard. So. Oh. Oh, is that? Oh, that's right. We didn't have an actual date. We just no. heard. So you're talking like mid to late July. Yeah, that's right. Well, no. Oh, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We are talking about that soon. We thought August. We were thinking August, but yeah, that's right. We did have somebody who said two to three weeks after. Now that's not a confirmation, but that's if that's what we use as a guide. Basically, any time between July and August, I would say. But I mean. Still, though, even if even no matter what, I don't see that there's any way that they're gonna have the Inside Out ride ready to go. I mean, until next year. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. I mean, I know that they don't have a lot going on over at DCA during the holidays, but I mean, I just don't see them being able to 
close Bugs Land and then move that over to Bug move that over there and get that section ready and I don't know. I guess we'll see. All right. All right. Well also announced as part of the Pixar Pier is the new uh little we got a little sneak peek of the lamp light lounge menu. It's going to be coming pretty soon. It's about uh, time they had an expanded June, menu at this place. On June 23rd when it opens. As of now, the cold bar is closed as they finish their re-theming over there. So, yeah. Sucks to be you guys. Not you guys, but yeah. anybody who could who can't live without, without the cold bar. All right. So, they uh, went and uh, put some pictures of uh, come, some of the stuff that they're going to offer on the menu, I'm going to start with uh, shorts. And it says, starting with shorts, quote unquote. I'm wearing shorts to, right now. <laughs> to share. Um, also known as appetizers. So they're naming their appetizers shorts. Uh, they have a, this says, uh, p- the potato skins will make for a perfect crunchy snack to start off your meal. Made with crispy uh, Yukon gold potatoes, these skins come with. Brown buttery caper yogurt, smoked paprika, aioli, and manchango cheese. Manchango cheese. You're a manchango. That's um interesting. Now they got a picture of it here too, and it looks really. Uh, I like the uh, presentation. It looks really. It looks like four fried pieces of potato, though. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's, it'll probably be like what, ten bucks. That's what potato skins are, though. Right. Uh, just real fast. Manchego cheese is a cheese made in the La Mancha region of Spain from the milk of sheep of the Manchega breed. I doubt they're shipping in this cheese. Official Manchego cheese is to be aged for between 60 days and two years. Dang. So probably we're getting the unofficial stuff. Why? Why couldn't they import cheese from Spain? I mean, I guess they could, but I'm calling it. We're getting the cheap stuff. So after that, you've got this uh, interesting sushi roll. It's uh, it's not sushi the way you'd think. This is a creative ah. sushi roll that is carne asada right up your alley. For me, I don't like um, the non-cooked fish sushi, but I'm open to other types of sushi. I There's do no like, such thing as sushi that's not with... Well, they're calling this sushi, thing. and it's got carne asada cooked steak. Uh, I also like the um, the sushi from the Hawaiian places, the Spam Musubi. That's not sushi. Well, nonetheless, it's a sushi-type presentation. I like that one. I will accept that term. Uh, this has New York grilled strip steak, roasted, fres- oh, roasted Fresno chili salsa, escabeche, and crema. What's the escabeche? You want to look that one up? Bless you. Escabeche. It's a lot of stuff from Spain, maybe. I will say that despite it not being sushi... But merely being a sushi presentation, I would probably eat it because it does sound good. It does. Escabeche is a name for a number of dishes in Mediterranean and Latin American cuisines, which can refer to a dish or fish or meat marinated and cooked in acidic mixtures and sometimes colored with basically is how it's prepared. Yeah. Right. Now, this next one is for the rabbits. <laughs> They're cooking and serving up rabbit, and uh, because it's from the for the bigger bites menu, it is a vegetarian entree. We'll take it as a base of spinach salad, 
is curly spinach with warm wild mushrooms, a soft poached egg, charred onion vinaigrette, shiitake bacon, and blue cheese toast. You know, I mean, I would try that without the I would mushrooms. Eat only the poached egg. <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, the one that I'm, I'd say, the most excited about is this next one, and it's a uh, featured entree. Will be the chicken sandwich. Very simple, but not quite so much. This savory, spicy sandwich comes with a crispy chicken patty, spicy chili glaze. If you guys look at the picture, I mean, this glaze is like red. And vinegar slaw on top, like how they do sometimes with the pulled pork sandwiches. And a pineapple butter served on an Amish bun alongside of malted fries. And it only looks like there's one thing left. Do you want to do this one there? That looks spicy. I want to try it. The last one sounds interesting. The last one is on the kids' menu. It says budding artists. It says budding artists will love the... PB&J Row, a fun twist on the traditional peanut butter and jelly sandwich. This creamy peanut butter and whole wheat roll comes drizzled with strawberry jelly. It's also served with fresh fruit and a flower pot of hummus and veggies. Hmm, interesting. I now, would try this for a snack. I'd be all about it. I love peanut butter and jelly. This is like sushi, sort of, with the... with the Yeah, because they are rolled up. But I also like... Hummus, too, so that's kind of cool. Now, I'm just going to say it straight out. This is stupid. The dumbest thing I've ever seen. I don't even want to know how much they're going to charge for this because it's going to be way too much. It's on the kids' menu, anybody I'm, who I'm guessing $7.99. $7.99 for a peanut butter and jelly, you can keep it. That's stupid and what dumb. It, that's it? like just one slice of bread. I know. Just, that's what I mean. They roll, it. they roll it out, and then they I mean, roll it up. That's not no, even I don't a, care how much. That's not even two slices of bread. There's though. no way... That this is well, how much do they charge for the pre-made uncrustables when you're in the at the mm, end of the restaurant? Like way too much. No, but really, do you remember? Do you know what it is? It's like, like four bucks. Four, right? Yeah, like four, four ninety nine or three ninety nine. Yeah. So for this to be a prepared item is not. It wouldn't be crazy for them to charge seven or eight dollars. Yeah, right? which is stupid. Nobody, Even on a kids menu, and it's, it's got re- fresh stuff too. It would be ridiculous for anyway to spend the money on this, but people will because they're stupid. I just want to point out real fast that their flower pot of hummus and veggies is a little cup with a tiny bit of hummus and two carrots and two pieces of celery sticking out of it. Would you even be able to finish all the hummus without using your finger? Probably not, because there's looks like there's more hummus in there than or maybe I don't know. All I know is that this looks like one of the most biggest waste of money that I could ever I don't know. Uh I will try it once at least, but I'm excited for the chicken sandwich. They they need a bigger menu, you know, and especially if they're you know, they're they're adding the inside area, they're adding the lower deck as well. So I mean, they're as far as I'm concerned, people are going to be able to go to this place for a drink and they don't have to sit on the upper patio. They've got lower patio, they've got internal two levels of inside seating, right? Is is there only one level on the bottom? Twenty-one in the bottom. The in, the entrance is not any seating, right? The upper level, except outside. Is that right? I don't know. I'm already confused. I've only been outside. He's on talking the patio about the actual restaurant. Stove, the I'm, actual restaurant. Yeah, I've never been in the actual. I restaurant. I don't know. So let me just uh, say real quick that that Smucker's Uncrustable Sandwich is only two twenty-nine. Oh, okay. That's not how much it was. Uh, uh, we went to the Italian place, and it was more than that. Oh, well, this is where's the, that? This is at the. 
Like if you ordered right now to pick up. This is that Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta? Oh yeah, that's where I saw them. That's where I'm. That's where I went. It was more than that. It's two twenty nine. Because I remember but looking no, at her and I'm. I know it's not that much. Well, this information finishes up here with the Lamplight Lounge and Pixar Pier officially set to open this summer at Disney California Adventure Park. This expansive reimagining will transform the shores of Paradise Bay with your favorite Pixar stories. Yeah, June 23rd. If these dishes are making you hungry, then you'll be excited to know that reservations, though, will be open June 7th. 781-DINE. That's the 714 area code. Hey, guess what? 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 By the time you guys hear this podcast, well, not you guys, well, actually by now, guess what's closed? What? Finally. Closed. Finally. Finally. Path of the Jedi is no more. Bye. Bye. The Adios. Tomorrowland Theater has finally closed. Temporarily. Temporarily to reopen to what it was before Path of the Jedi. Previews. Previews. Thank the Lord of Tomorrowland. Because we will be getting with very little fanfare, I thought. They announced that we'll be getting a uh, preview, a sneak peek of the sneak peek for <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp starting June 8th at Disneyland Park. Whoa. So, like, everybody just was like, had to have been like, what? Disneyland Park? And then you open it up and it says Tomorrowland Theater. But the, you didn't, there was no nothing, nothing about when they were going to be closing Path of the Jedi. It doesn't matter. The last time we had previews over there, it was for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Part 1. Yep. And I remember going to see the preview there, and then after that they closed it, and Path of the Jedi opened. So yeah, from Jul- June 8th until July 15th, you will get to have an advanced look at scenes from Ant-Man and the Wasp at the Tomorrowland Theater. Presumably, you will be seeing all of the signage for Path of the Jedi come down. I don't know if we'll get any kind of cool Ant-Man and the Wasps sign. Probably. What did we have back when it was just... Did they put up signs saying what the, it was Guardians, or did it just say there was there no sign? They might have had the signs when you walk in. Right. I don't remember how, that was, how they had yeah, that, because I, I know remember. before Guardians... The only other preview that had been in there was Maleficent, or was there another preview? I, the only one I remember going into was Guardians, but I know yeah, you're some right. of you guys <clears throat> had told me that there was a Maleficent preview in there also. The there Maleficent was, was in the was in the Bugs Life. They had like a whole thing built outside of the right. Yeah, there was with the oh. thorns and the yeah. That's right. Oh, okay. Somebody whoever told me that Maleficent was at Tomorrowland then was wrong. Very much so. I don't know what else they had over there. Okay, well, maybe nothing. Then. They had a couple know. Marvel. It's been Marvel movie stuff, mostly. Well, it couldn't have been too much before that, because since Guardians, not a lot of Marvel movies. I guess they could have had one of the Iron Mans or maybe Captain America or something. I don't know. Yeah. It was probably, it would have been before I had my pass again, so I don't remember. Anyways, so that'd be cool. Uh, so like I said, June 8th through July 15th, so put on your calendar for June 7th. That most likely will be the AP Sneak peek of the sneak peek, yep. and hopefully a cool gift. And it's gonna suck because I'm probably not gonna be go because that's gonna be the day I'm coming back from <clears throat> Tatooine. Ah, so that's unfortunate. And of course, the movie itself opens on July sixth. All right. So speaking of uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, okay, maybe not Ant Man, but Doctor Strange. 
He's been in the park all this time. I you, forgot to tell you, uh, say something to you about that, too. Okay. I don't know all this time is, but yeah, I, I brought him up to let you know, guys know that Doctor Strange is in DCA now, walking around Hollywood land and um, taking pictures. Apparently, he's been there since at least the 18th because I saw a tweet from somebody. I actually saw an article the other day. It was something talking about Doctor Strange, and then I saw a tweet that came up showing Doctor Strange and Loki, and it was from the 18th. So he's been there since at least the 18th. I'm guessing that maybe since that's a Friday, maybe that's the day he started being there. Probably. But I just it's really confusing to me why they didn't announce it. They still I haven't mean, announced him. They still haven't announced him. But we got the announcement last week that Edna was going to be coming, and then they, they, they didn't give us a date for her either. Right. right. We're guessing it's going to be June 23rd. Yeah. Because that's when Pixar Pier opens. But uh, it was weird because we got the announcement that she was coming, but we we got never got the announcement that Doctor Strange was here. And as you say, we still have not gotten an announcement. But so yeah, so we've been talking all this time, and I think we've even talked since May 18th about Doctor Strange coming to the park. Yeah. But apparently, he's been at the park since at least May 18th. So. Oh. And I want to just want to say real quick before he owes, uh, thanks for nothing to all of the, you that probably saw him and didn't tell us. Jerks. Yes, I was going to say that um, no one saw him. He keeps disappearing. Oh, right, that's, right, right. That's what yes. happened. But you know what appeared? A wall? No, oh. some um, temporary um, merchandise booth in uh, downtown Disney. You know what? <laughs> I yes, saw, they I, did. I saw those too, but I figured it was something you already knew about. Plus, I didn't really know what they were, so I kind of ignored it. Plus, it was kind of busy. All right, so right across from La, La Brea Bakery... They set up some um, portable merchandise booth. It has a signage that says World of Disney 2, T-O-O, not T-W-O. And um, anyway, they're um, going to start selling, of course, well, they already have started selling merchandise out there. Of course, they have the refurb going on in the World of Disney store, but I heard that they are actually going to be closed for two weeks. The whole store? The whole store will be closed for two weeks uh, coming up in June. So, yeah, if you guys need some merchandise, head over there. Like I said, we've heard uh, that they're going to be closed for two weeks. Not sure when. We just heard two weeks in June. And uh, that's why they're setting up these temporary booths out there. I would say if you want merchandise, go in the park and well, get it. Well, you know, then that's for people who don't go, can't go into the parks. They go shopping. If you can't go in there. the park, then, well, it sucks to be you. I wouldn't want anyone to be anywhere near any of those booths. Those things are going to get so crowded. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties, or just because. Check out ButtonsByDigs.com today. Buttons by Digs, Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. Hey, so speaking of poo, oh, wait, that was earlier. No, but seriously, though, we got a uh, new trailer for Christopher Robin. You know what? I can't wait for this movie. It's all the feels, man. It's definitely the feels. The feels. This movie is going to have all the feels. Uh, I know a lot of people have been comparing this movie to Hook. I know there's oh, a yeah, little yeah. bit of differences because obviously he remembers, Christopher Robin remembers, as opposed to Peter didn't remember. Right. But uh, there's definitely a feel about that, and I just want to make uh, I'll make my one complaint at the end. Get these feels. Let's hear it. I, I can't wait. I do like a party. Come on, Pig. What should happen if you forget about me? Silly old bear. 
I won't ever forget about you, Pooh. I promise. Not even when I'm 100. We should be working this weekend, Robin. But I, I promised my wife and daughter I'd take them away this weekend. All hands on deck. You won't be coming to the cottage. Well, it can't be helped. Your life is happening now, right in front of you. What to do, what to do, what to do. What to do, indeed. Pooh? Christopher Robin. No. The tree I remember was in the countryside, not here in London. There's no opening. I suppose it's where it needs to be. That's a silly explanation. Why, thank you. Pooh, why are you here? Oh, yes, I need your help. I've lost all of my friends. Let's get to the bottom of this. Look up, Pooh. Here I come. Oh. It would appear that I am stuck. Have you just eaten honey? I have not just eaten honey. I wonder which way. I always get to where I'm going by walking away from where I have been. Do you? That's the way I do it. Hello, Eeyore. Christopher Robin, it's you playing again. <laughs> Let's go and see if we can find Piglet. I've already stayed far too long. Hello, everyone. It's Christopher Robin! So nice to see you all again. Why, thank you. Silly old bear. I was wrong about work. I was wrong about everything, and I've got to get back to my family. Farewell, Christopher Robin. I would have liked it to go on for a while longer. Perhaps it's our turn to save Christopher. You must be Madeline. Wait, you're the bearer of my father's drawings. Yes. Do you know where he is? I do. <laughs> Let's bounce! I just saw the most preposterous imposter. Look at him. If anyone wants to clap, now is the time to do it. Oh, Bala. Oh, dear, dear. I don't remember being cheery. <laughs> People say nothing is impossible, but I do nothing every day. No, Pooh, that's not... The... Oh, never mind. <laughs> Where's Rabbit? I think he was eating carrots. Better be doing something. Because they don't look like he accompanies them to the city. Huh. I don't know. Unless he's one of the ones that's missing. I just find it curious. I just want to know because uh, uh, Rabbit's voiced by Peter Capaldi, who was the last Doctor Who. I'm thinking maybe he doesn't really, not really in it that much. But yeah, man, I can't wait for this movie. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. It's going to be awesome. I mean, I'm looking for this way more than Mary Poppins. Even though I'm really looking for Mary Poppins, I've looking, seen Mary Poppins and this looks better. I can't wait. That comes out uh, what uh, November third. Oh, it's that far away, huh? Yeah, it's still mm. pretty far away. It's a fall. Will you cry? Probably. Yeah, me too. I like poo. Bring some uh, tissues. All right. So, what was it last week or a couple weeks ago? I mentioned to you guys about the casting for the upcoming Disney Channel original movie for Kim Possible. <laughs> I got the announcement of the casting for Ron Stoppable and Kim Possible herself. Well, we got the casting for basically the rest of it. And, well, it's a bunch of nobodies. Oh, I didn't know them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, except for one notable exception, which I will leave for last. But there's uh, just a bunch of people. Uh, Connie Ray as Nana Possible. Stosh, Todd Stashwick and Taylor Ortega as Draken and Shigo. Sierra Wilson as... A new character named Athena, and Erica Tham is Kim's frenemy, Bonnie. But the best part of this whole casting announcement is the casting of Kim's 
mom, Dr. whatever possible her name is, is going to be Allison Hannigan. From How I Met Your Mother? Yes. I like her. How I Met Your Mother, also Willow on Buffy, and the uh, flute girl from American Pie movies. <laughs> so she's awesome. I love her. So at least we got one good bit of casting. Okay. Well, other than that kid from Goldberg's being Ron. Cool. So at least you got not all a bunch of nobodies. Don't know when that's going to be. Stay tuned. DuckTales. Yeah. Hey, so in case you're not getting enough of the DuckTales series itself, which of course has been amazing, but now you can see little animated shorts, like short shorts, like less than a minute shorts. Not the shorts you're wearing. No, not the shorts I'm wearing. You wouldn't wouldn't want even Not even the shorts at the Cove Bar or anything like that. Little animated, like half a less than a minute shorts. Uh, the first one is out now. You can see it. I just literally posted it to our Facebook page. So if you haven't seen that, go on our Facebook page and look for the woo, and you will see the short. It is called, what is it called? It is called Ooh. World's Longest Death Trap, and it is only episode one of five. And so it's there less than will a minute be long. yeah, and it's less than a minute long. So I'm guessing that all of them together will be like five minutes or something. But you'll just have to keep an eye out on the Disney Channel YouTube page to see when those are gonna when the rest of them are gonna come out. I will try to try and keep on it myself and see when that comes out. There's actually uh, if you are into YouTube, the Disney Channel YouTube channel might be a good one to follow because I. There's actually some pretty hilarious sounding things on here. There's actually uh, there's a bunch of uh, apparently uh, Webby reacts to things. I see ones that are like Webby reacts to Descendants 2, Webby <laughs> reacts to Descendants 3. There's a 5 minute and 51 second Webby reacts compilation video. Of apparently her reacting to a bunch of stuff. So check that out. All right, so we got the announcement today on Tuesday that Maleficent 2 has gone into production. Dos? Maleficent Dos. They posted a photograph of three chairs sitting in amongst some trees, and one of them says Maleficent with A. Jolie, one says Aurora with E. Fanning, and one says Queen Ingrith with M. Pfeiffer. Oh, cool. And then they announced they showed a they released another photo that says, Here's your first look, Angelina Jolie and Ellie Fanning as Maleficent and Aurora on the set of Maleficent 2. I really like this one. Angelina Jolie kind of creeping behind Ellie Fanning. Oh, that's cool. And then there's this one. You should try and find those photos or find the link from Walt Disney Pictures and post it onto the Facebook page. I have them posted on my Twitter if you want to repost those. I find it interesting that uh, I don't know who Queen Ingrith or whatever is that supposed to be uh, Aurora's mom? Just tell me that Ellie Fanny does not look like Michelle Fiver- young Michelle Fiverr right there. I know. Huh? A little bit. So I find that very interesting if she ends up being, if Queen Ingrith is Aurora's mother, then that's very interesting casting because of how Ellie Fanny does look very young Michelle Pfeiffer, like kind of like Scarface Michelle Pfeiffer. 
I don't know when. Do you know when that's supposed to come out? No. I uh, just know apparently we do not have a release date for that. It's time for the mail? Hey, guess what? Chicken butt. No, we got a new emailer. What? No way. Way. That is awesome. Way. And this is from Rachel Hayes. Hey, Rachel. I don't know you. And um, she says, hey, guys, my name is Rachel, and I've been listening to you guys for a few months now and decided to email to let Tim know I'm out here. You exist. <laughs> You've proven it. I'm just saying no one else can say they exist until they write an email or a message of some sort. Uh, I really enjoy your podcast. You guys are funny and informative. My favorite things. I do have a list of things that would make the Pixar Pier preview worth $300. Oh, let's hear it. Unlimited food and drinks. Unlimited photo pass. Very limited ticket sales, so there are no lines for rides. I like this one right here. The next one. John Ratzenberg meet and greet. Oh. That would be cool. That would be worth the money. There you go. If they had him there, yeah. She says, personalized Edna mode makeovers and a special viewing area for World of Color with snacks. Then maybe it'd be worth it. I'm sure I, th- I'm sure I can think of more to add. Anyway, keep doing what you do. Until next time, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. Pretty cool. I agree. Please write again. Yeah, thank you for your email. We got a new emailer. Woohoo. Someone exists. <laughs> Only five more until you get a nickname. <laughs> All right. So our next email is from Dan the Mailman. All right. His subject line says, I told you. He said, finally made it my triumphant return to the park. Made time this last Friday to see the Pixar fireworks. It is all I really wanted to do that day. Took the journey with my brother and my son. Park wasn't too bad. Got to ride Star Tours. A little shopping around before staking out a spot on Main Street behind the hub in view of the castle. It was an absolute great show. No one does fireworks like Disney. I need to watch it again uh, from down Main Street to see all the graphics. Basically the projections on the on the buildings. Apparently, you can also watch the projections at the Rivers of America. They put up the phantasmic screens, and you can watch them there, too. I just read, I just saw someone's post. They've been doing that since um, the last fireworks show. They have, but I didn't know that it, I didn't know that it was just this. I didn't know how much of it they'd be doing with this show. And you can go to a small world and see them there too. Mm-hmm. I will be at the parks on Monday for senior activity day. Not sure of the times, but I will be there most of the day. If you are around, hit me up. Is a senior activity day grad night? Perhaps. All right, uh, spoiler-free review, go see Solo. It's not a typical Star Wars film, but fans of the original will find a lot of things that make sense to you, and the cameo can bring a whole new film. A whole new film. Oh, not like that? No. Overall, though, it has a feel of a Western just a lot of fun. The plot isn't too complicated, and you can figure stuff out. But much like Rogue One, you know what's going to happen. All right, questions. What's your go-to place to watch fireworks? Do you watch them from different places to get different perspectives, or do you just sit at a table 
and wait for everyone to leave. <laughs> Damn the man out. When I want to watch the fireworks show, I usually go to the hub and stand right behind the popcorn part on um, popcorn cart, that area right there. Like to the left of it, you can see the castle. And um, usually there's not, there's really not that many people around that area. There's people there, but not like crowded because everyone's like towards the, towards the castle. So that's where I go when I want to watch the show. Like, you know, when I watched the Pixar fireworks, fireworks for the first time, <clears throat> that's where I stood. But Depends on what you want to see, too. I mean, there's other places you can watch them that are good. Uh, depends on how many people you're with. Yeah, that's If it's too. just you or you and, like, one other person, uh, sometimes you can sneak right in front right at the last minute. Yeah. There's extra space I'm not available. trying to do that, though, because then you still got to try to get over people and get through. And It just depends on what's going on. Yeah. Anthony doesn't watch fireworks, I guess. I watch fireworks wherever there's not people. At his house. The best place to watch fireworks is in Tomorrowland. Really? Where there's nobody. No, I just... That's probably the worst place to watch the fireworks. Actually, the best place to watch fireworks is on the train platform. Yeah. That's a good on the spot. the train station. My previous go-to place to watch fireworks, this is before all the projections started, uh, I would always watch fireworks sitting on the hill that leads down to the gate of Toontown. Oh. And it was just just far enough away from... It was just close enough to the castle that you could still hear all the music, but yet far enough back that... I mean, you can kind of lay down on that hill almost or sit on the hill, and the fireworks is as close as you can get to them. So that doesn't really ma- uh, make as much sense anymore only because... All of these shows now have projections and less aerial fireworks, but that used to be my favorite spot. All right, well, thank you for your email. Uh, our new emailer, Rachel, appreciate that. And Dan the Man. And um, what is actually, what was it called? Uh, Senior Appreciation Day, what did he call that? On Monday? Interesting. Where you appreciate old people? <laughs> oh, Senior Activity Day. Maybe I will uh, come by and see what's up. He's going to be there? Yeah. When's that? Monday. This coming Monday. Yeah. Okay. We'll see what that is all about. All right. And don't forget, if anyone else has any uh, new email, you want to be a new emailer, send in your questions, your comments, just like Rachel did. She just commented on uh, what we asked about, what would be worth a Pixar Peer Preview. And don't forget, if you guys want tickets for that, it's still on sale because nobody wants to pay $300 to go. You can uh, include that. You can uh, have your own tip of the week or whatever. All you have to do is just email us. Mousepire at gmail.com. Yeah, prove to Tim that you exist and you actually listen to our show. Do you exist? Write us a message. That's what I have to say about that. Uh, just real quick, I just have some additional news about the whole Roseanne thing. Oh. That's even more. More news. Uh, Viacom, which who has the distribution rights for the original Roseanne series, has decided to pull it from the air. Period. Wow. Everything. TV Land, Paramount Network, and CMT, all the places where it was being shown in in uh, reruns, has all been pulled. So, uh, not only are all of the cast and crew not going to make any money off of a potential second season of the new series, 
they have all, all just literally lost all the residuals for all the reruns of the old series. Apparently, the only place that still has any kind of a uh, thing left is Amazon still has the streaming rights to Roseanne. It's very unlikely that Jeff Bezos would allow them to stream that, considering how much shit he has gotten from Trump. Well, we have all the seasons except the new one on DVD, so. DVD, what's that? All right, so real quick, uh, if you guys didn't, uh, if you guys heard last week's episode, we talked about what I got in my D23 renewal, and I said I was going to post pictures of that. Well, I didn't post them on the social medias, but we did have them on our YouTube stream or whatever you call it, our YouTube podcast. So if you guys go over to YouTube and listen to that podcast there, you can actually see pictures of everything I got. And uh, Tim the Tech did an awesome job because some of the pictures he actually zoomed in on some of the pictures because he's like, well, it's going to be hard for them to see. So he did uh, some zooming in on like the, when you talked about the duck, uh, dark wing, the nega duck, when he, uh, you said on, he drew it for you at that part, uh, it zoomed in right onto the picture. So it's really pretty cool. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you go, go to YouTube and check that out. Uh, uh, you can see all the pictures of what we posted for my uh, renewal and uh, Anthony's uh, Darkwing Duck. It was already signed, and then the picture drawn, drawn of uh, Nega Duck, which was really cool. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties, or just because. Check out buttonsbydigs.com today. Buttons by Digs. Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of the Boss Power Podcast. Again? I just want to say real quick about Solo. I thought it was really cool to see how um, Han met Chewie and all that kind of stuff. And um, See, you know what? That's the thing is that there's so many people who are like, oh, well, I don't care how Han met Chewie. We already know that. Or I don't care how Han got out of the military. We already know that. Well, see, there's people that don't know that. And there's people that, that those sort of things, they enjoy seeing those sort of things. Oh, that's the other, the other one. Oh, we don't care how Han got the Falcon. We already know he got it from Lando. But you know what? It's fun to see it. Yeah, it's very... It I, should be fun I enjoyed to see it. watching all that. I mean, not everybody is a stupid EU lover like all those stupid EU lovers out there who are complaining. Not all of you guys know those sort of... Not everybody knows those sort well, of things. Well, let's just call them from now on PU lovers. PU. But my point is, is the fact that... Um, Han knew a little Wookiee talk, knew how to understand Wookiee. Which is the, literally how they become friends. And um, I just want to say, through all the Star Wars movies I've seen, I've never really understood Wookiee. I just don't know it. But this movie I saw, I actually understood Wookiee. I can literally say that I understood what Chewie was saying when Han was, you know, not trying to spoil or anything, but when he was communicating with Chewie. I understood what he said. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out, that I understood what uh, Chewie was saying and everything like that. And uh, you guys should go check out Solo. It's really cool. It's really uh, entertaining. And, and I love the dialogue. And it's very funny, too. I love how they... I like how they incorporate a lot of comedy into the movies. My, my buddy, Matt, who uh, gets uh, pins from us on a regular basis, and we talk all the time about Star Wars, and he saw the movie two weeks early. And had to basically keep his mouth shut. He was invited to the premiere. 
had to keep his mouth shut the whole time. They had like a secret group for discussion so that he didn't spoil anything for anyone. He's in the 501st as well, so he's a big Star Wars guy. That explains why he got to go. Yeah. Anyway, Matt was saying that um, we sh- you know, we were talking on that day, and he said, you've got to go right away. Uh, tell your girlfriend it's the most fun Star Wars movie that she's seen yet. Maybe not the best, but the most fun. That was pretty cool. And uh, on the 501st uh, thing, there was actually a couple of those uh, at the, the movie when I went yesterday. It's really, really cool. They had the jackets and everything. All right, so don't forget uh, Ant-Man. The uh, Wasp. Yeah, sneak peek coming up. What was that June 8th? And um, also... Sneak peek of the sneak peek, possibly on the 7th. Yes, and uh, and, and uh, today uh, Disney fi- officially announced that June 3rd is the last day for Hyperspace Mountain, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. They finally announced that. So. They basically just brought that back for the special events, but then decided to leave it just long enough for people to have a you know, chance. They need it. to get the their money's worth out of that disc. Yeah, well. So, yeah, uh, June 3rd is the last day for uh, Hyperspace Mountain, and uh, we'll have Space Mountain back after that. Other than that, that's about it for me. I got nothing. I got, you know, a whole lot of nothing. All right, so to keep up with all of that stuff and more, make sure you check out all the social medias. Like I said, before we are Mousepire on Facebook, we'll be posting. I have already posted that DuckTales video. Hopefully he will remember to post those Maleficent pictures. Over on Also over on the Twitters and the Instagram, we are at Mousepire. And we'll see about him posting some of those pictures and stuff over there. Otherwise, you can see those on my Twitter at Dubax for Life. There's Dubax, the number four, and Life. That's who he is. Who am I? That's a very good question. I'm Tim. Tim Fresh One on Facebook. There's a hyphen between the fresh and the one. But who are you? I'm Diggs. You can follow me on Instagram at Blue1313. Also, follow Buttons by Diggs on Instagram. There you will see when your button order is going out. And uh, head over to DGPClothing.com. Get your mouse power gear. And if you need some custom t-shirts made, just send a message. Custom shirts for any occasion. And um, don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash mousepire. Help support the podcast. Any donations would greatly be appreciated. And head over to YouTube. Search my Mousepire podcast. Check out the podcast there. And check out all of Tim the Tech's awesome graphics. He does do a lot of good work on that. And I really appreciate it. Buttons. and until next time remember don't be racist and don't be selfish enough to cost your co-workers their jobs but mainly just don't be racist so for dan darlene and jackie i'm anthony i'm tim i'm Diggs. bye we're doomed that's That's true how the force works (laughs) definitely doomed This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. West Philadelphia, born and raised. Oh, on the God. playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out back and relaxing all cool and I'm shooting some b-ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood, I got in one little fight and my mom got scared. Said, you moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air? I whistled for a cab, and when it came near, the license plate said, Chicka Chicka Fresh.
and it had dice in the mirror, but not the solo dice. If anything, I could say that this cab was rare, but thought, eh, forget it. Yo, Holmes to Bel Air. I pulled up to the house about seven or eight. I yelled to the cabbie, yo, Holmes, smell you later. I looked at my kingdom and I was finally there to sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel Air. Is this spoilers? We can talk spoilers. What? No. What were you guys just talking about? It was, you were oh saying gosh. spoilers. Who are the people in the neighborhood? 